The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. I am extra delighted to be here today for another episode of Bring Your Soul to Work because that's exactly what we're talking about today. And I am joined by one of my amazing coaches on my team, uh, Coach Amy. Amy, it's great to have you here on the show today. Thank you, Mo. So wonderful to be here. Yeah. So Amy and I have known each other for almost five years now, Amy. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. It does. <laughs> and Amy and I actually uh, coached together on our Tuesday night kick-ass career coaching, uh, coaching call, and we uh, team up on our wonderful ladies who are transforming and bringing their souls to work and moving on their career and job getting strategies. And we do all kinds of good stuff to help them move in the proper direction. The, um, the thing that is, I think Amy, one of the, one of the quests for many of the women we work with, and we know it is for many human beings on this planet, is this question that has been embedded like in the human psyche and from the very early years of philosophers like Socrates and Plato and Pluto, Plato. I just had a whole like Disney thing. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and you I've always been, leave been... a lot of humor into your calls too, which is wonderful. <laughs> right. right. My inner child has been alive and well. And um, ever since last week when that was actually my topic, um, and we, we played a lot with uh, some of the folks on the Facebook, on the Coach Mo Facebook group, and some of the women shared their pictures of their inner child and, um, well, actually their outer child when they were younger, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and my mother had given me a couple of additional pictures um, as she's clearing out her place. So um, I have my pigtail little girl looking at me for the past couple of weeks. And that was uh, part of the inspiration for last week. But from a young age and from ages on down, human beings have been asking, why am I here and what am I to do? And of course, this whole thing, like what is my purpose in life is more of the practical word. But I really like the word destiny because there's a, a, a more expansive 
energy around destiny and purpose sort of feels like we have to do something. And I actually embrace the word destiny, Amy, because it, it has the combination, I think, of soulful purpose along with like some some bigger reason why we're actually here. And we're going to chunk down some of these concepts and um, and really flesh it out. We've got so much great time on this show, um, which is what I really love about doing this Unity radio show is we can really get into topics at a deep level and and really help folks look at things deeper than a Facebook post, deeper than a Facebook live, deeper than sometimes maybe we can even do on, an, on a coaching call because we have the time to, to open and unpack this very, very big topic. When you think of destiny, Amy, what are what are some things that come to mind on destiny? Well, I think it is sometimes there's when you're coming into this physical body, I think there's intention. I think there's always intention that we set and it's just it's moving towards the intention that we that we set coming into this this physical plane. And I think destiny is being able to listen to that inner calling of what lights you up and excites you and moves you to that because there's a bigger picture and I think everyone has a purpose on this planet and when we listen to that we really expand our experience and our joy and our gifts and the impact that we make into the world so i think i think it is a a state of being that you operate from and that your destiny is uh, something that you've intentioned and you're moving towards it Mm -hmm. yeah you know as we uh, coach women uh, primarily to get a career outcome, but on our on our way through it, we are helping them bring their soul alive. The the gifts and talents that we have sometimes can be a little deceiving, and sometimes that can be uh, creating a really cloudy picture about what our destiny is. As we as we grow into this uh, life, coming from our childhood into our young adulthood, and then into adulthood. There's like this nagging thing inside of us. Is this it? Is this it? Is this my purpose? Is this my destiny? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? How come this doesn't feel as good as it's supposed to? Am I supposed to feel good? Am I supposed to not? Am I supposed to be trudging through life all the time and not really feeling good? I'm not really quite sure. It seems like everyone else is suffering, so that's probably what I should be doing. And then the soul is kind of like, we want to just find joy and happiness and freedom. We want to feel that. And then all of a sudden our limiting beliefs go, you can't have that. You're a human being. That's not what human beings do. That's just for other people to maybe think about doing, or that's just for rich people, or that's just for artists, or that's just for, and we start throwing around this cascade of judgments and limiting beliefs, and we get all tied up into a a, a million different knots over where our destiny is and who we're supposed to be in this world. You know, one of the interesting aha moments I had when I was coaching a client early on in the workshop was a woman who was a CFO, chief financial officer, and she was good at what she did. She actually kind of liked it, but she just felt that there was something more for her. And as she got into the workshop and as you know, Amy, the work that we do helps reveal what our natural gifts and talents are. 
and the things that really bring us the 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 lighting up that you were talking about she loved cooking as many human beings do love the, the cooking and creating dishes and and feeling the satisfaction of taking ingredients and putting them into a pan and cooking them up and arranging that and much less to have people enjoy it and she was like i think i just need to be a cook and I, I said to her, listen, <laughs> you've got so much expertise and training and years of work as a CFO, and you seem to sort of like it. You just don't have your soul brought into it. So I helped her understand how she could bring the raw ingredients and the recipe and the fully cooked meal and the satisfaction into her role as a CFO. And one of the things that she did in, um, is that she actually turned her uh, quarterly team meetings that she had with her with her high-level finance executives on her team. She brought them over for her to cook a meal for them as she was doing a team meeting with them and, and was literally able to bring all of that together. But what she was struggling with is, I'm a CFO doing really high-level work. Should I be a chef? And I think a lot of people simplify or oversimplify their talents and their destiny. Help help shed some light on that story a little bit, Amy. Yeah, that's a wonderful story because what happens is there is a desire like, oh, this cooking, for the example, lights me up. I really love the way it feels. It's it's my creative juices flowing. I'm able to serve and other people are enjoy. And so all these wonderful feelings come. And a lot of times people think, oh, that's the path. That's the mm -hmm. path I'm supposed to take. And I think it's about having an and mentality versus a this or this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and you have to stay grounded in knowing that You've got your career, which provides the finances, which allows you to buy the food, which allows you the time to cook and to bring people over. And so, you know, our career is a really important piece that we, we sometimes just take for granted instead of really appreciating yeah. and, and bringing our gifts and our soul to what we do. And uh, I think there's so many women that want to, like, jump off on a path because it brings them joy. And it's really mm -hmm. about finding the right perspective that allows them to bring, as you say, their soul to work. And I love how she was able to have quarterly meetings and bring her creativity, something that she loved, into her work and, and integrate and blend them together. And I think that is the piece that we're so good at helping women with is to help them understand the bigger picture and mm -hmm. stay on the path that helps them to really feel alive in their career and and also i think having outside creative hobbies are super important as well that that bring you to life so being able to integrate the two are are a wonderful combination right and you know the as you know working together uh for years and knowing each other and our coaching style and and even some of our our families with each other I am not a big ditch your career person because, first of all, uh, because like you just said, you can integrate a lot of who you are and why a, let's call it hobby, lights you up. And you can bring the reasons why that lights you up into 
your career of choice. And and let's face it, most people spend so much time, effort, education, and have experience in some chosen field that they're pretty darn good at, and they bring stuff to the to the table. And being able to earn the most and having the best, freest financial life with that is is most likely the the way that we're going to earn and have a great life and be able to do the things that we enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe 5% of the time, Amy, maybe you'd think that that number might be accurate or not, that, that we really find a woman whose career choice is just not a fit for who she is. But most of the time it is. And most of the time we stay in some type of work because it is feeding our natural gifts and talents and, and our strengths. Um, but let's let's talk about this distraction just for a little bit longer because it is a, a a pitfall that so many women are wrestling with and it's a pitfall that some people actually pull the trigger on so if we are having a uh, a crisis if you will with whether this career that we have chosen and we're doing decently at but maybe not great maybe we don't feel awesome looking into our destiny is really a bigger purpose and a bigger picture. And there are so many components to it that that do confuse most people. Um, Let's just pull this CFO um, example apart for a second. Like if she were to leave her career as a CFO to pursue cooking, maybe opening a catering business, uh, going to chef school, couldn't see someone like that necessarily working in a, in a, in a kitchen at a, at a restaurant or, or for a catering company that just seems to be a big, a big mismatch. Um, but sometimes people will do things like that. And I'm, I'm here to say ladies or gentlemen, if you're listening to this, really consider that there's possibly a more sophisticated, a more elegant, a more big picture way for you to weave the things that turn you on into your career and into your life. Um, the the problem that this CFO had that she couldn't put together was that she didn't feel as lit up at her job after several decades in it as she did in her kitchen making food and, and having people get satisfied because she was not able to craft the same experiences at her job as a CFO and because of the environment at work, the limiting beliefs, who she thought she had to be there, how she kind of segmented the best parts of her and left them, you know, in her kitchen and didn't bring them with her as her CFO self. Um, And this is, I think what pulls us away from our destiny that when we are working, we are living a persona of I'm supposed to be and should be. And it blocks this beautiful destiny piece that really lights us up. Let's talk a minute about that, Amy, about how we tend to maybe block our best parts by being in the supposed to and should. And this is a, a big problem that we see with women in their careers and in their jobs. Can you unpack mm-hmm. that that bit a little bit? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, you know, when we're, I see women in their jobs and they just, you know, they try so hard, they put everything into it, and they forget to bring joy with them. Mm-hmm. And there's this tremendous pressure 
And so their inner dialogue is, I'm supposed to be doing this, I should be doing this. And then they take on even what they think their boss needs from them. And so there's this heavy weight that they carry mm-hmm. into work. And, and then that's why, you know, looking for something that lights them up feels so much better when really it's the unpacking of the inner dialogue and being able to be honest with themselves and really get to know who they are. And, um, and I also think communication is such a huge piece as well that, you know, women don't know how to speak up and ask for what they want and, and they feel suppressed and being able to um, uncover that. And I think, I think one of our uh, basic needs is autonomy and the ability to choose. And, you know, choosing and freedom is uh, so much of an inside job and the dialogue that goes on and what we say to ourselves. And I think when they are able to recognize the pressure that they're putting on themselves and instead, you know, really begin to acknowledge what they bring and celebrating who they are and what they offer and the asset that they are to the company. Number one, it shifts their energy. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you shift your energy, you really, everything in your outer world begins to change. And so that's, mm-hmm. you know, the, the workshop is so wonderful that just take people step by step into how do you uncover that and how do you, how do you um, really get to know yourself and to be able to communicate and set your world up, um, your career up the way that you want? Right. You know, everything that you're talking about right now, Amy, to me boils down to uh, one main topic that tends to get in the way, and that's self-worth. Mm-hmm. And, and this can show up in a lot of different costumes. Self-worth can show up in the inner dialogue of life's not like that. I'm not worth it to have a life like that. People I know don't have lives like that. The only people who are happy are people who have, I don't know, money or whatever. The, the limiting beliefs are endless, obviously. But there's, there's, there's costumes on a self-worth problem. And over time, many people begin to wear a low self-worth in a variety of different ways. And, and it starts to not only segment out the best parts of us because we have to put that away because it keeps speaking to us. It's, it, it's, it's like a child who keeps saying, mommy, mommy, mommy. It's like, go and play over there. I'm busy right now. That's what we do with our soul's destiny. Go over there. I am busy being an accountant. I am busy being a marketing professional. Stop bothering me, destiny. And this nagging inside voice that we segment out then becomes the lack of energy and the lack of, of heightened awareness about how great we are. Because that's the, that, that piece that we just segmented over to the side is the piece that fuels our soul. And so when we get rid of that, the only thing we have left is all of this negative talk and limiting beliefs that now begin to create the architecture of our life. And we start to live the should world and the, well, this is all that it's going to be. And this is all I can expect. And I'll stay with this company because maybe another company would be even worse. I don't know. So I'm not even going to try. 
or I did send a couple of resumes out and didn't hear anything back. So I'm just going to sit by and if it's meant to be, it'll, it'll come it my way. And there's like almost this passiveness that begins to happen because it seems like everything we've tried is not working. So we default to a bit of a false belief that is, well, if, if God means me to be happy, God will provide things that will make me happy. And so we begin to take ourselves out of the picture. We begin to actually not take responsibility for it. And then we start to become a victim to the world and to people around us. And the spiral continues. I mean, I'm painting this picture, Amy, and as I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it, you and I are both thinking about the women who we have helped transform because they come in with that package of goods. And it's not their fault because no one, other than us now, but very few people, let's just say, are helping humans understand how to bring their spiritual, soulful destiny into the real world of, of work and, and life in a tangible, a tangible way. So many of us have believed for, for years, decades, most of my life, that my spiritual self existed over here and my work self existed here and my family self existed over here. They were all fragmented pieces. And I think that as a human being goes through life, that's more likely the scenario. What's, what's happening in a human life, Amy, when, when we bring ourselves through that fragmenting of the pieces of us. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it begins with our our stories that we say to ourselves when we look at something, and we we have to put a story to it to make sense of the emotion that we're feeling. And mm-hmm. what happens is they get into a place of fear. They put themselves into a place of fear, and that mm-hmm. passiveness is kind of a sign of, oh, am I in the fear state? Because that's where you stay small. When you're in fear, mm-hmm. you stay small. And you don't realize the power that you have within you. And, you know, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite scriptures is God doesn't give us a spirit of fear and timidity, but instead Mm -hmm. power, love, and a sound mind and Mm self-discipline. And when we can identify where am I, what state of being am I operating from and learning how to address it. And that's what I love about the workshop. You know, we're, we're able to really help women address their emotional state, address the fears that have been too scary to face. And when you, when you face fear, mm-hmm. it has no power over you. Mm-hmm. And you're able to see beyond because in fear, there's a very limited window that you can see. Mm-hmm. That's and right. when you remove that window of fear, there is a vast unlimited resource um, that is always available. And so it's really being able to, to pull them through that, that playing small and really seeing themselves for who they really are. And so that fragmented piece, you know, when you, when you operate from fear, it's like you shut parts of yourself down and it's like you're compartmentalized. But when right. you can face it and open those doors up, you become whole, like completely whole. And then there's nothing that you're afraid of 
or not willing to address or you either have the right support system in place that you, you know, you know what you need, you know yourself well, and you know how to move yourself beyond this limited view. I think of like climbing a mountain, yes. you know, when you're down in the valley, like you, you can't see what's there because you're down in the valley. But once you start moving up that mountain, you start seeing views and you can see far, far away that you didn't have access to. And so that's really what I I see when we work with women. It's like helping them climb up the mountain so they can see what's possible. Right, right. One of the um, clients we uh, we have who has continued in our accelerator programs, um, she landed her dream job in the workshop. She had spent uh, some time in the hospital for a nervous breakdown. And while she was in the hospital Googling career coaches, uh, she came across my ad and, and eventually joined the workshop uh, as soon as she got out of the hospital. She was a, a wonderful woman. Actually, her interview is on my website. It's Nadia's interview. When she landed her dream job, she was now in a different echelon of, of work and in a different place in an org chart. And about a year into this job, she was her company was going through a bit of a reorganization. And part of that was that there was a new New York headquarters. She was working in the, in the Boston office and she would have to go to New York for some company meetings and corporate meetings, talking about the reorganization and resources and things like that. And the first time she went there to the offices, um, she was escorted into this conference room. That was a huge, big, let's call it, you know, fancy conference room. And she later told me the story in one of our coaching calls about how she was like, am I, am I supposed to be here? Is this, how did I get into this big fancy conference room? <laughs> like, is this me? Is, am, should I be here? Maybe they invited me and they didn't realize it was me. She, she went through a whole identity crisis about being in a place that she thought was let's just say too big or too important or too fancy. It was, it was not quite clicking in at the level that she was playing at in the work world yet. And I got to tell you this, thank goodness she stayed with the coaching because we helped her see and understand, appreciate how to integrate that new identity. And then Shortly thereafter, as the reorganization was kind of coming together and she realized that things weren't really going to be in a place where she could really live her best destiny, we helped her take things up another notch. And now she's even living at a, at a higher level. And now all of that identity, corporate world, who she's exposed to, who she's talking to, how she's talking to them feels more normal. We're going to come back for the second half and I'm going to actually share with you the daily word for today because it is just perfectly in sync with this topic. This is Coach Mofall, mofall.com. I'll be back with my friend and fellow coach Amy as soon as we come back from the break. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. 
This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And we are back. This is Mo Fall here with Coach Amy, my colleague and friend. We Together we team up on our kick-ass coaching workshop on Tuesday nights. And I would love if uh, someone has a dilemma on their destiny and their career and their life to, to really to take the moment and, and call in and maybe chat with us and get some on-the-spot coaching. Again, that number is 816-251-3555. In order to get the process started of uncovering what's really going on in your career and whether or not we could actually help you, that happens through a complimentary career clarity call. We talk to thousands of women every single year. You can book your clarity call at mofall.com slash give me clarity. Um, one of the ways uh, for you to stumble upon my information and my links is to actually stumble upon one of my Facebook ads. And so many women have felt the divine intervention when they have stumbled upon my Facebook ad. Uh, when you stumble upon that ad, you're going to see a, a write-up about a webinar I conduct on a daily basis. If you would like to view that, and so many women who we work with say that they finally felt that someone was speaking to their soul, um, you can find the, the schedule for that at mofall.com slash masterclass and uh, spend some time with me on that masterclass. And there I will describe for you five of the big shifts that have to happen for you to bring your soul to work and land your dream. You can go ahead and book that complimentary career clarity call at mofall.com slash give me clarity. And indeed we will, we will guarantee you that that uh, 45 minutes to an hour is going to help illuminate what's really going on. And if we believe that we can help you and it's uh, the time for you to make a change in your life, we'll talk about what our solution looks like and, and how that, gets together. I promised that when we came back, I would read the daily word. But Amy, as as we were at break, uh, I recognized I actually have a quote card on my desk that I opened last night. Um, this is actually a quote card of some of the quote cards that we are sharing with our retreat ladies. And um, I thought I would find one of them yesterday just to kind of give me some inspiration. It's a quote by Marianne Williamson, who I enjoy her work tremendously. The probably one of the, the world's reigning expert on A Course in Miracles and um, her book, Return to Love, which I believe she wrote in the 1980s, was a book that I read that many years ago that opened my eyes, my inner eyes, my soul eyes to the truth of life. And that is that we're all seeking this place of feeling happy and, and certain about who we are personally and who we are in the world. And Marianne's quote goes like this. Joy is what happens to us when we allow ourselves to recognize how good things really are. And I guess that's why we have a ritual of a daily practice of gratitude for our ladies in the workshop and ask them certainly to keep rocking and rolling with their gratitude each and every day. But what happens in life is that 
our ability to recognize how good things really are gets covered up by the junk on our windshield, so to speak. Our, our, our viewfinder of looking out into the world gets really mucked up over the time of our life, especially when it comes to, to work. And so many of our ladies have muck on their windshield for work and oftentimes also some personal things that have sort of mucked their self-worth and ability to really be and do what they want in the world. But let's kick off with the daily word for the day because it divinely speaks to what we're talking about. And then we're going to dive in with some examples of how to how to craft ways to, to claim your destiny and how to clear off some of this muck on the windshield. So the daily word for today is believe. I believe I am wonderfully made. What I believe about myself determines my capacity to grow. I connect with my full, confident expression and engage the circumstances of life with poise and tenacity. I believe in myself as a spiritual expression of infinite intelligence, and I meet every challenge with courage and strength. As I take this time to quiet my thoughts, I replace any self-doubt with the belief that I am the image and likeness of God wonderfully made. I believe that I possess all the talents and abilities I need to overcome any limitations. My powerful and joyous contribution to the world's good is possible because I believe myself to be a conscious agent for beneficial change. I make valuable contributions to the spiritual evolution of humanity. Wow, that is so, so good. good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and let me let me emphasize that the discussion that Amy and I are having around this, you can have that valuable contribution to the spiritual evolution of humanity very simply by your own soul evolving to the highest version of you. And bringing that into the work you know how to do in the world. So imagine this. Imagine you're this CFO of a company. And you feel down and out about yourself. And then you come through a transformative coaching experience. And you realize how awesome you are. And you realize the talents you have as a CFO. And you realize the natural gifts and joy you have in expressing yourself in the kitchen. And you find a way to weave that together. And your soul's happiness, joy, and vibrational up-leveling makes a contribution to the whole just by that. But then you bring that version of you to your CFO role, boom. That company is so much better. Those team members are getting so much more of a version of you. And here's the cool part about all of that. When that happens, when you bring that, when you do the work to bring your soul back to life and when you integrate and assimilate the pieces of you that are awesome into the work you know how to do in the work world, you're bringing a bigger, better, healthier, thriving version of you to work and you're going to work less hours. 
you're going to have more freedom in delegating and working well with others. You're going to be in flow in a way that maybe you don't think right now is even possible. But I'm going to tell you this. We've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times. And I know this to be true for myself. And I know it to be true because of the coaching that we've done with the women that we've had the opportunity to work with in our kick-ass workshop. Amy, what do you say about that? Absolutely. When, you know, when you are able to really bring more joy into what you do and you see yourself for uh, the person that you are and the gifts that you have, there, there is, um, you, you talk about clearing off the muck, you know, things move so much faster when there's not muck in the way. Right. And there is, you know, you're, you're able to really claim who you are and, you know, it, they talk about what I believe about myself. You know, you believe great things about yourself. And so, therefore, you can work less hours. You can delegate better. There is a, a joy of coming to work. There is, you actually have access to infinite intelligence. So the solutions come much faster. So sometimes right. you get solutions before the problem shows itself. And like, <laughs> well, that was easy. That In the past, that would have thrown me off completely. But, yeah. you know, that flow state is really what we're all after. And it's what we teach the women in the workshop of how you can be in the flow state and enjoy what you're doing. And, you know, and also, you know, receive money because sometimes people have trouble with the money thing, that self-worth. Yep. And, yep. you know, when you are operating at your highest level, it's so much easier to receive and give. There's just so much and like an overflow that happens. Yes. Yes, indeed. And we see that uh, really happening in the grad group. Um, a lovely woman has called in and I uh, want to talk to her for a few minutes. Uh, Sylvia, welcome to the Bring Your Soul to Work show. And uh, this is Coach Mo and Amy. How are you today? Uh, hello. Yes, Hi, thank Sylvia. You. I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm sorry I had it on mute. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Nice to see you. Great. Yes, I had a question. Um, mm -hmm. This is an awesome subject, and the daily word I do read, and it's yes. amazing how that touched on what I was thinking about today uh, with your subject, uh, how we are wonderfully made. And, you know, sometimes we forget, I guess, you get, uh, you know, bombarded with all the news and the COVID and the family mm -hmm. isolation of the loved mm -hmm. ones. And yes. I was just wondering perhaps if you can make some suggestions on how we can stay uh, in the focus of what we need to do. We know we're wonderfully made. We're breathing. We have our, you know, energy, health and strength. But just mm -hmm. in general on a day-to-day um, yeah. Any suggestions? Sure, absolutely. I'll uh, throw some suggestions um, on the table, so to speak, and um, uh, toss them around. And then I, I'm, I know Amy will have some as well. Um, so a, a few things. You know, the the best way that we can actually enjoy our day, regardless of what's going on out there, and, and the out there stuff has been pretty big this year, no doubt is to really focus on who we are and how we want to feel. If we focus on how we want to feel, which, look, growing up, that was not what I was taught to do, okay? 
it mm -hmm. seemed self-indulgent, selfish, egotistical, like all of the things I was taught as a young girl growing up was not about how things were going to make me feel and that to make choices from there. But I'm going to tell you this, what I've learned in my own personal life and with coaching hundreds of women over the years is that that is your compass of your divine intelligence. Your soul operates best when you feel good. And you cannot access your soul when you don't feel good. It is like not around. It goes to hide. So the very first thing to do is to say to yourself, and I set goals every day, every week, every month, every quarter. Like I'm a big goal uh, because on track with the life I want to have. So what I do each and every day is fill in the gap between where I'm going and how I want to feel. Because I don't want to achieve my goals through drudgery and, 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 you know, exhausting every single bit of myself. I want to achieve my goals joyfully and experience life with a sense of happiness and joy. And I have a great sense of humor. So I like to also do it with some humor. So that is the GPS. That is the best GPS to use. What's going to have me feel good right now? What's going to have me feel satisfied right now? And I'm going to tell you this, even though that might seem like a foreign aspect, if you were raised like me, it, it will be. Your ability to tune into your divineness is from that perspective. It's not from thinking about things. It's from feeling through things and being able to do that. I'm going to give you an example, then I'll toss it over to Amy. I, I live in South Florida. It looks like we're going to have a tropical storm. So I could choose to be really fretting and all, I say, kind of like all chicken little over it and get myself in a in a fear mode and go, oh, my weekend's going to be ruined. Ah, oh, I won't be able to get outside. And oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to do this and do that. And how horrible. And can you believe it and go all victim? I could go all victim on it in a second. OK, but what I've decided to do is to organize my weekend so that. My partner and I, we're going to make some French food. We're going to enjoy cooking a little bit more extravagantly than we usually would because we'll have time and space to do that and pick the movies that maybe we've not quite gotten to yet. And and the, the books that are, I've got 10 books on my bedside stand. So I'm going to read a little bit from each of those books. I'm going to organize my weekend so that I feel great and good. Amy, take it away. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. I And I was just thinking of like, you know, your phone and you have a camera on it. And when you're looking in that camera and you're looking out in the world, you're going to see all kinds of stuff. But the moment yeah. that you hit the selfie button, now you're looking at yourself and now you've taken your power back and you're in charge, which is exactly what you were talking about that you did. And I think so much of the time we get so pulled away by news mm. and social media. Yes. And our work truly is is to go is to go inward and uncover what would make us happy today, right now. And it's not about solving everything at once. It's about chunking it down into small pieces and how can you feel better today? And then you do that again and then you do that again. And you start tuning out the world. I mean mm -hmm. I I have um 
I have a wonderful um, family, but my, my father is very much into the news. And so sometimes he'll send me messages <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, it, you know, you feel like, oh, I'm supposed to watch whatever my dad oh. sends me. But, but you know, I, I tune in, as, as uh, Mo was saying, to what does this feel like? And, and does this feel good? Like, do I, is this even something that I want to listen to? Mm-hmm. And learning how to turn things off and set boundaries for yourself so that you are able to really monitor you. You're not here to monitor the world. You're here to monitor you. And as each one of us do more of that, mm-hmm. um, that's how the world awakens. That's how we take back our life, our peace, our, um, and I'm going to say prosperity because it's mm-hmm. all on the other side. It's all about changing the perspective, like what are we looking at? So, you know, this newer generation my daughter was really um, into the selfies. And so I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. kind of weird. But, you know, mm-hmm. it is learning how to take a selfie and check in because you've got to be selfish enough to know what's going on with you in order to have anything to give out mm. into the world. And we, we are taught that that's not the right thing to do. You can't be selfish, but you have to. You ha- and we, we live in a whole different world than when we were children. And so we've yeah. got to upgrade ourselves. Like we do our, our technology and our computers, we have to stay up to date with who we become. And it is doing check-ins and putting yourself first and making yourself a priority because we're so good to give and help and um, meet other yeah. people's needs and nurture other, other people. But you have to put yourself as a – you are your most important project. Hmm. And as you tend to that, you will then find your inner strength and you'll make a much bigger impact in the world as well. Yeah, sounds like you need to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. And I am a people Amen. pleaser and mm. I'm always worried, oh, my family, oh, what's going on with my mom and Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're living the life their best that they can, but I, I don't know if I'm a worrywart or need to change that <laughs> yeah. uh, to say, you know what, you got to take care of yourself, like you said, and not worry about mm-hmm. all that you're being bombarded with and isolation from your family. I want to, I just yes. know it's going to be a minute. It's going to be the new normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we just don't know the future. So, no, you know, the other thing, Sylvia, just to maybe give you a little bit of peace in your heart. Um, there, there is no, um, final destiny of uh, destination of our destiny and of our, our life. There's not like a, well, when this finally happens, then I'll feel great about life or I'll feel at peace the the circumstances in which we find ourselves in any given situation are the call to action for us to be who we want to be who we just want to be in that moment and so sometimes we want to be sad or we want to be uh frustrated in that moment and and taking the time to feel that too. Like if you're feeling worry, mm-hmm. maybe there's actually something more true than worry. Because worry really isn't a feeling. It's more of a state. So there's possibly a feeling underneath worry. And mm-hmm. when, you can, when you can access that, you start to free up your habit or your tendency to worry. Because maybe it's just you're thinking about someone and then maybe your nervous system triggers that 
overall state of worrying. So I would invite you to dive underneath mm. and see what it is that you're truly okay. feeling and go from there. Because there could also be some things that you would want to take action on because you're feeling that way. Like sometimes if I'm feeling sad or a little bit upset about something, I just dive right into my journal and let myself write away to Waiting. like open it up a little bit. And, and then that alleviates it. Um, I, my sister-in-law's mom just passed away the other day and it brought up feelings Eric. of sadness and grief for when my dad passed away. And I could have pushed that away and said, I'm too busy, but I gave myself some time to feel that feeling because I'm probably never going to fully process my dad's death. It'll, it'll always be a thing. So there's no, there's no, like, there's not a new normal of my dad being dead. It's a, it's a, Mm. a, 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 just, it's part of, it's part of how I navigate life now. And it's same thing with my breast cancer I had 12 years ago. Like I'll never not have had breast cancer. And I'll never mm. not get to a point where that's not a thing for me. It's it's a fabric of, of my experience in the world and, and who I am. I don't cling to it as a badge, but it's who I am and it's what occurred in my journey here. So I would also I would invite you to stay underneath the worry and into the real feeling state of life, because that's where it's juicy. And that's where that's where your <laughs> divine is taking you. Does that help? It does. Great. Thank you. Awesome. New yeah, thank you. Thank you so yes. much. Absolutely. Thanks for calling in and uh, connecting with us. Um, Amy, I know when we're coaching our ladies, we're actually helping them do just this. And and that that GPS being tuned in on our feelings and 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 being able to then recognize how good things really are is not denying our experiences. It's literally kind of like, as I was describing with Sylvia, kind of like wiping away the, the layer of untruth so that we can get to the truth. I'm feeling this way. And then we can finally get to how good things really are. And you know, when we're masters at this after a little while, we do recognize that even feelings that perhaps are in the, negative column like this sadness i was sharing i feel good feeling sad that i can express that and feel that way yeah tell us tell us a little bit about yeah great Mm -hmm. point because it's so much about not judging yourself when you have an emotion so when you are when you feel worry it's not about feeling bad that you're feeling worried, but it's about just observing, oh, I'm feeling worried right now. What, mm-hmm. what am I saying to myself that's creating this emotion? Because our emotions are feedback, like the gaslight mm-hmm. on our car is feedback. So when you are able to truly embrace all of your emotions, whatever emotion it is, without judgment, you can be with it and identify it, and then you can move through it versus pushing it away. And, and when you, you know, when you're not judging yourself, you're going to have more energy because worry says, I care. And I, and I also think mm-hmm. growing up, that was a sign of, well, if you, if you, if you're worried now, you're, you're showing love, which is not really true. <laughs> yeah. That, that was, that was my new understanding. Like I showed I was worried and that was love, but it's, you know, worry is just saying, I, I do care, but I'm focused on what I don't want 
versus what I do want. And part of it is just being able to accept your emotions, accept it, where things are. A lot of times we want things to be different. We don't want them to change. And so just finding acceptance and grace with where you are. And, but, you know, always giving that grace to yourself and being with your emotions, your thoughts without judging them as wrong, but just identifying and reflecting. So this is where I'm at. And, and you can then gently move it into a, a softer story of what, what you do want and what you want for your parents or what you want for yourself. And when you're focused on what you do want, it feels much better because you're moving forward versus trying to hang yes. on to something from the past. Yes. Amen to that. And you know what, when we're, um, when we're in the uh, process of helping a woman land a better job, get her career on track, go for a promotion, interview powerfully, and giving her all the tools and techniques of doing that. What we're really doing at the very beginning of our work is letting their soul get some freedom and, and, and start having a relationship with them. And so their soul may have been so defranchised that it's not fueling them. And so they can't possibly interview powerfully. And there's a, there's a, a handful of women, uh, Amy, on our Tuesday night call that I'm thinking of right now as, as I'm wrapping up what we've got for today. But I'm just thinking about once we, once we power up our soul and once we help our ladies power up their souls, they get more powerful in every aspect of their life. They no longer need the crutches or the supposed to's that they have had to lean on in order to navigate life. And, and that soul power is such great fuel for living a wonderful life. And it's the only thing that will fuel claiming your dream job. It's the only thing that's going to fuel your destiny. The only thing that's going to fuel your destiny folks is having your soul come back alive. Amy, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a lot of fun to talk about this topic with you. Folks, you can visit me at mofall.com and learn all about the work we do. This is Coach Mo, mofall.com and Coach Amy. Thanks again, Amy, for joining me. We'll see you guys next time on Bring Your Soul to Work. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.